Welcome to the Vintage Church Podcast. You're listening to a teaching message by Vintage Church in Harker Heights, Texas. Whenever and wherever you are listening to this, our hope is that you are encouraged and challenged by this message and that you are inspired to take your next step with Jesus. For more information, please visit us at vintage.church or follow us on Facebook by searching Vintage Church TX. Hello everyone and welcome back to a series we started last week entitled Now That's What I Call Vintage. If you're visiting with us for the first time, first time in a long time, maybe you're joining us uh, digitally online. I want to say I'm super glad that you're here. My name's Stephen and I am excited to jump into week two of this new series we started last week where we've been taking really our teaching team compiled all of our very best messages and we put them all together in this super series over the summer. Maybe you remember the 80s and 90s and you remember the CDs and the cassette tapes. Now that's what I call music where they would take all the best songs from that year or that decade and they would compile them all into one CD or cassette tape. Well that's kind of what we're doing in this series. Last week we talked all about integrity in an old message from our old school series. It was incredible. If you missed it, I want to encourage you to go back. Today we're going to be studying the life of the Old Testament Queen Esther in a message entitled Faith, Courage, and Initiative. Faith, Courage, and Initiative. If you don't know where Esther is, she has a whole book of the Bible uh, named after. You can turn in your Bible to the book of Esther. You know, speaking of queens, uh, I recently heard a story about a mother who had just finished reading the Bible to her daughter as she was putting her to bed. And her daughter looked at her and said, or she looked at her daughter and said, we've been learning how powerful kings and queens were in Bible times, but there is a higher power, the mother asked the daughter. Can you tell me what, uh, what a higher power than a queen is? To which her daughter blurted out aces. Come on, that's funny if you play cards. Ace always beats a queen. Okay, I don't think that's what the mother had uh, in her mind. She was probably thinking Jesus or God, but that's pretty funny. Um, I didn't know that nine-year-olds played poker. thought that was pretty great. Now, if Queen Esther was here, let's get back to Queen. Queen Esther from the Old Testament book of Esther. If she was here, here's what I think she would tell us. She would tell us that when we're uncertain about our purpose, God still has a place for us. I believe she'd say to us, when we feel uncertain about life, about our calling, about what we're doing, about our purpose overall, she would stand in direct opposition to the idea that you and I are accidents. And she would look at us and she would remind us that God has a place for us. He has a spot for me on his team. I want to jump right into the life of Esther in the book of Esther. Now we're going to kind of jump around as we learn about Esther's life. I want to encourage you this week, uh, maybe if you have a few moments, it doesn't take very long to actually read all the way through that Old Testament book. There's so many great details and so many great things that you can glean in addition to what we're going to talk about here as well. But we're going to start in Esther chapter 2, verses 5 through 6. It says, At that time there was a Jewish man in the fortress of Susa whose name was Mordecai, son of Jair. He was from the tribe of Benjamin and was a descendant of Kish and Shimei. His family had been among those who, with King Jehoiakim of Judah, had been exiled from Jerusalem, the capital of Israel, to Babylon uh, by King Nebuchadnezzar. Babylon was the capital of Babylonian. Of all the Jewish people had gone into exile, they were moved out of their country. A little bit of backstory. The man we meet in this passage, his name is Mordecai. Mordecai is one of these exiled Jews, and he worked in the court of the king 
of Babylon. What Babylon would do on several occasions is they would raid uh, Israel. They would raid Israel and Judah and they would go in and they would take the best and the brightest and bring them back to the capital Babylonian, the Babylonian capital Babylon, where they would serve the king with all of their gifts. Mordecai was one of these uh, exiled Jews. Now, Mordecai had raised his cousin, who we see, Hadassah is her name, otherwise known as Esther. Now, we don't know what happened to her father and mother. We can assume that they were probably killed or maybe possibly left behind. She was ripped away. The text says she was very beautiful. But here, Mordecai takes the responsibility of raising uh, young Esther, completely exiled. She was orphaned. She was completely out of place in this foreign land. Now, I don't know if you can relate to Esther, but right off the bat, I can relate sometimes to feeling out of place in the world around us. I can relate sometimes to even feeling out of place uh, in, in different seasons of my life. You know, I've had moments in my life where things just weren't right. I really didn't connect. I felt displaced. My family was broken as a, as a young man. There was all kinds of issues there that kind of left me kind of asking some of the big questions about what am I here? What's my purpose, God? What, what's going on around me? And I was talking to a friend this week, a friend that's much smarter than I am. He'd been studying, really uh, reading about this early church father, this pastor hundreds of years ago who taught that our life is essentially divided into different stages. For example, the first stage of our life, we're really just trying to figure it out. We're asking questions like, who am I? Where do I fit? Who loves me? Who's with me? Right. Stage two, this pastor would say, is the stage where we're deciding what we're going to give our life away to. In other words, what we're going to build, like what's most important, what are we going to dedicate our life to? And then the last stage of our life, stage three, is we're deciding how we're going to give our death away. In other words, what are we gonna, where are we going to give the most important lessons we've learned in life? Where are we going to spend that extra season right, right before, right? Where are we going to give that to? What are we going to invest that in? Did you know that in a church our size, we have people that are young, people that are old, right? We always say it this way. Our young has all the energy, but my, you're never old, right? Unless you're old in heart, right? We have people who are older, but they, they're not old in Heart. Did you know that no matter what season you're in, whether you're just getting started in life, asking big questions, maybe you have some kids and you're kind of in the middle part of your life, you have little kids and it's wild, maybe you're an empty nester in here, maybe you don't have any kids at all, you're older, you're reaching the end of your life and you're wondering, does God have a purpose or a plan for me? I believe that as we study the story of Esther, we see the answer is yes. We see that at every phase and stage of your life, if you'll trust God, right, God will make sure that he places you right where he needs you. God has a plan for each of us in each stage. And God will use us in each stage as we see God using Esther and Mordecai. As a matter of fact, we see King David. Remember King David, the giant slayer? He comes to this place, this reality in Psalm 33, 11, where he says, But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. Look what it says about his intentions. His intentions can never be shaken. Did you know that there's never been a generation, nor will there ever be a stage in your life where God doesn't want to work his purposes? But, here, but how do we find that place? How do we learn from the life of Esther how we find our place in God's plan in whatever stage of life we're in? I'm going to talk about this for the next few moments, and I really believe for some of us, this is going to be a breath of fresh air. There's a reason why this is one of our favorite messages because when you can surrender your life at whatever stage you're in 
to God's plan for that stage, that's where you find lasting fulfillment. What do we learn about finding your place in God's plan from the book of Esther? The first thing that we learn is finding your place requires great faith and trust. Finding your place where you are requires great faith and trust. You know, there's always going to be ambiguity and a bit of uncertainty at some level in our lives. I know it's true. I'm a planner. I'm OCD. I have a plan for the plan, for the backup, for the plan. How many of y'all like to have a, a plan A to Z? Come on. I'm like that, okay? And what I've learned about life is it doesn't always go to plan. There is going to be a certain level of uncertainty and ambiguity. And I believe Esther would tell us that in those places, right, we're going to need a high level of faith and trust. Here's a little backstory on Esther's life. Previous to Esther becoming a queen, the previous queen, Vashti, had angered and disobeyed the Babylonian king, and he essentially eliminated her. He, this queen was not doing what he wanted, and so he got rid of her. He said, if you're not going to do what I say, you've got to go. So then he hosts a beauty contest to find his new bride, and in this beauty contest, Esther actually wins this exile from Jerusalem. Esther 2.17, it says this, and the king loved Esther, look at this, loved Esther more than any of the other young women. He was so delighted with her that he set the royal crown on her head and declared her queen instead of Vashti. I don't know about you, but I don't know where you would be emotionally in a scene like this. We just don't understand these customs, and this was a pagan kingdom, and it, it feels really weird. You know, here Esther is in exile, right, in service, and here she is, she's thrown into this beauty contest because she's beautiful, because she's, she's articulate. And she goes through all of these different things and these different tests and trials. And she's presented to this pagan king who absolutely falls in love with her, loves her deeply. And it's in this moment, I'm just telling you, Esther, you know, think about that for a moment. She goes from exile to queen of the nation. I'm sure at some level she might have thought, oh, finally, my big break. Now it's easy street I'm protected now. Isn't that what you see God's blessings as, right? We'll soon see that God had so much more for her in that place that she was literally just at the beginning of her faith journey. The journey we're going on personally, just like Esther, is going to require faith and trust. Faith is believing that God is working right now in your current circumstances and on your behalf. Trust is knowing that he is going to do what he said he was going to do in your life. Here's the second thing that we learn. Finding your place requires great Courage. It requires great courage. Did you know there's going to be this moment, this moment when doubt comes and when you're going to have to face that doubt, that fear, and you're going to have to overcome. The reality is, is courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is what you do in the face of it. That's important. Let me say it again. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's what you do in the face of that fear. Courage is facing up to your fears, the fears in your heart fears in your life and saying, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to trust God. I know God's got me. He's got a plan for me. The story goes on with Esther. There's this evil guy, Haman, after she becomes queen. And this guy absolutely hated Esther's cousin, Mordecai. He actually hated all of the Jews. He didn't know Esther's connection to the Jewish people or to Mordecai. Haman deceives the king into passing a law that would essentially kill all of the Jewish exiles in all of the kingdom. Mordecai then comes to Esther and says to her, do you know what's going on? Do you know what's happening? Here she is, Esther. She just got this big break, this big promotion. 
She's finally married. She's in the king's palace. And then her, her cousin comes in and says, hey, if you don't step up, we're not going to make it. None of us. All of a sudden, the weight of the world falls on her shoulders and she has this great responsibility. Look to what Mar- Mordecai says to her in Esther 4, 13 and 14. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the, pla- the palace, you will escape when all the other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at this time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. Look at this. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen. Look at this. For such a time as this. It, this line here is perhaps one of the most quoted lines in all of scripture. Certainly the most popular line in the book of Esther. Mordecai says, who knows if perhaps you were put in the palace, not for yourself, but you were put there to save us for such a time as this. Here she is placed in the position of queen to face fears, to have courage. Sometimes you and I are going to be put in situations where we're going to have to have courage. But we're going to have to do everything we can do in the natural. But at the end of the day, in the supernatural, in the spiritual, we stand firm, not being moved. Finding your place is going to require that kind of courage to get past your knocking knees and to trust God and to step out in faith. Here's the last thing. Finding your place is going to require great initiative. I think sometimes we think about being in the place God wants us. Everything's just going to fall into place. But the reality is the Bible teaches us that the steps of the righteous are ordered by him. That we make our plans, but our steps right, are ordered by him. What's that mean? We have to take a step. God gave, really, really, actually, God's not even mentioned in the whole book of Esther. However, I can't help but think the Holy Spirit's orchestrating this entire situation. And here we see that finding your place requires great initiative. At some point, you're gonna have to have courage in your heart. You're gonna have to take a step. If it was a Nike commercial, it would say, you're going to have to just what? Just do it. I say this a lot of times. Sometimes we wait where there's no fear, Right where there's no intimidation, but sometimes we just have to do it scared. Sometimes we just have to step out in faith and trust God. No one else can fulfill your purpose because it's your purpose. No one else can take steps for you. You've got to do it. Sometimes we're gonna have to step back, look at the mountain, and instead of praying God remove the mountain, we're gonna have to scale that mountain. Esther did that in Esther 4.16. Queen Esther says this, I will go in to see the king. Look what she says. If I must die, I must die. And some of us are thinking, what, she's just going to have a conversation with the queen. What's she talking about death? Well, in that time, to come into the king's presence without permission was a death sentence even for the queen. As a matter of fact, Queen Vashti had refused a queen's, the king's order to appear. I can't imagine Esther's not thinking, well, if I show up, he's going to remember Vashti and her disobedience and her attitude. And she, he might take that out on me. It was literally life and death to not be invited into to, to go into the king's presence and not be invited. But listen to her resolve and her initiative. I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. She was saying, I know who I am. I know my God. And I know what I'm going to do. I'm stepping out. I'm going to take the risk. Listen to what happens in her story. She sets away all the worry and what it was going to look like. And she says, listen, I'm going to do this. And here's what the rest of the story looks like. I want to encourage you to do the same thing. But because she steps out, Esther ends up stopping the massacre of an entire people, a people to whom Jesus Christ would be born through. She asked the king to have a banquet, and in the process of the banquet, 
catches Haman in the trap. He was laying to annihilate the Jews. The evil Haman that was once out to destroy was actually destroyed. Haman's position and even his estate was given to her cousin Mordecai. However, none of this would have happened had Esther not said yes to her purpose. Did you know that even today, to this day, the Jewish people celebrate their great deliverance in the book of Esther through a holiday called Purim? Did you know, church, that when you and I walk with God, eventually each of us will have a moment, just like Esther, where we're gonna have an opportunity to step out, a time to go after what God has placed before us. The question is, will we take that step of faith? Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for the power of your word. I thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives. I pray, God, that as we study at a deeper level the story of Esther, God, I pray that faith in our own hearts would rise about your call and your purpose on our life. I pray, God, you would speak to us, Lord. We would be able to apply principles that we see there to be able to grow deeper in our faith. I pray, Father, for those in here that don't know you. I pray, God, by your Holy Spirit, you would bring them to a place of surrender. They would surrender their lives to you by confessing Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I pray, Father, for those of us that are wondering what our purpose is in this stage of life, whether we're young or whether we're old. Father, I pray you would speak to us, that you would reignite and invigorate a desire, a purpose in our heart that comes directly from you, Father, that you would give us to our step like you gave Esther. And as a result, many, many people would be touched. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. You can stay connected with us at vintage.church or on Facebook by searching Vintage Church TX. Here at Vintage, we believe that church is more than a place or a weekend activity. It's a spiritual family where Jesus is the center of our lives personally and our relationships collectively. If you are in the Harker Heights, Fort Hood area, we would love to have you join us this week. You can learn more about us, our service times, and plan your visit by checking out our website at vintage.church. We hope to see you soon.